I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the hot for season five of the Connor, the Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Show. So I did that on purpose. What was that? There was a silly voice that I used to do with Jenny and she would do with me that we made up that probably should be in some movie somewhere so we can retire and sell the rights to that character. Uh, I think you've just kind of spoiled the guest. Our guest today what is... What I say? Jenny Soto Benson. Yes. Come on down. Do you get a car? We're gonna talk about all things Jenny Soto, all things spinach dip, all things all the time. Did your glasses just break? They they broke today. I think I did something wrong. A screw came out. You got a screw loose? I can't see. Can you see if a screw came out? There's no screw in there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to pull the arm right off like that. Well, where does it go? It's probably somewhere wherever you... When did you first notice it was a problem? At the theater? After the pool. It's probably at the pool. Um, You uh, had the first performance of a show you directed today, right? Yeah. Onion Skin? Yeah. In the DC Fringe Festival? Yep, at the K. Fritz Hall. And how'd that go? Great. Great. It sold out. It sold out. Awesome. Two more nights. Great. I had two of my teeth out this week. That was not fun. Two wisdom teeth on my right side, upper and lower. Kind of recovering. That happened Wednesday afternoon. Yay! Growing Yay. up. Um, all right. Thank you again to all of our sustaining Patreon members. Uh, we really appreciate you. We couldn't do this without you. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, there is a link in the podcast notes. Check it out. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against a world trying to keep them apart. Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello. Hi. Hi, Jenny. It's Steven. Hi, Steven. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So you got it to work? I got it to work. No problem. So just keep that phone awake and we will retain our connection. Okay. Um, I'm sitting here with my husband, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. What's going on for Reg or Rick? <laughs> woo, woo. You know, you know. And the also our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Ms. Hi, Jenny Ryan Soto Dean. Benson, how are you doing? Well, I'm good, brother. How are you? Oh, good to hear your voice. You too. You too. All of you. It's yes. good to hear your voice. Let's bow our heads and sing the Alpha <laughs> Omega theme song. Oh, my gosh. Was there one? Uh, the Alpha Omega? You mean Alpha, Alpha Psi Omega? Yeah. Alpha Psi Omega. You theme said the song. Alpha Omega. I just, I That's skipped, like the Bible. I just skipped the middle initial. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, well, so we'll just start from the beginning. Jennifer, where were, you, where were you born? Where are you from? I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, um, oh and, I forgot yeah. about that. 
Yeah, how could you forget that? Come on. I've been stuck in my living room since 2018. <laughs> Matt, I do have to say before we get started that this is a challenge for you and me particularly um, to see if we can get through this without doing any type of annoying, obnoxious voice that we used to aggravate people with. It's not going to happen. For, you no, don't think I'm so? Gonna, I, I think I, I'm going to make it about 15 seconds. I can punch my lean that I'm probably. He seemed like a nice guy. Oh, he seemed like a nice guy. There we go. Now we got it out. Okay, back to business. Sorry. How did that even start? That's how people speak in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Not real. I don't know how it started, Matt. Everything started with something, and we just took it to like really over the top, yeah, obnoxious I levels. Think, I don't think anybody else spoke in that language except me and you. Yeah, probably. We were just, I don't I know. always tried, but it was never as good. Well, I, I think Vinny and I should open up our own audiobook, um, maybe <laughs> app where we can just read books to people. So should, you, I, should I get one in my library now and start it? Start reading? <laughs> so you were raised in New Orleans. I was. I was raised in New Orleans, and then my father got transferred to uh, Maryland my junior year of high school and we landed in Frederick he worked in the Rockville area but they chose um, Frederick to to put us in and uh, went to finish out high school there um, and started taking hard transition oh my gosh yes absolutely because I went from and I'll (laughs) this is pretty funny I I started at a very small school in New Orleans which is no longer there it got destroyed in Katrina but um, I was there from pre-kindergarten all the way through 10th grade and I was kind of like you know a, a big fish in a little pond is that is that the same um, I, I was on the cheerleading I was on um, student council I was in the plays I just you when you go to a small school you get to do all the things so I was doing all the things and then when we moved here, they um, I started to go to Frederick High School in Frederick, Maryland, and it's a huge public school. And the first week I was there, complete nervous breakdown, like so dramatic, you know, all that teen angst and drama, um, never going to school, I'm dropping out, this is horrible, I can't do this, blah, 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 like no one talked to me. I think one person who spoke to me was an exchange student from Taiwan. So we kind of just stared at each other and was like, uh, uh, okay, let's go to class. I don't, you know, and I couldn't get lockers open. So I'm walking home with all of these books. And I think my parents were like, "Eh, she's going to really go off the deep end. So then they put me into a very small Catholic school in Frederick. um, And I finished out there. And once I got into that smaller feel, I was, I just felt better. And I kind of made my mark there. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons why I chose Shenandoah was because it didn't feel overwhelming, you know? But yeah. it, was, it, it was good. It's good. Yeah, a lot of people that we've talked to have commented on how they arrived at Shenandoah and something just felt kind of like familiar and cozy. Yeah, like yeah, I would agree with that. I can figure this out. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't so overwhelmed. Like I felt like, I wasn't going to be a number, right? Um, so, yeah, it was good. And then um, start and, and things like that until um, I got to Frederick 
and found a voice teacher. I mean, I, I had started singing probably when I was 10. And I remember my mom, um, and you guys know Becky well, she, <laughs> we had these three girls in my church growing up, Rebecca and Joyce, those names just came to me. That's amazing. Um, and we would sing little trios in church at like 10 years old, 11 years old. And she would dress us. <laughs> she would find little costumes for us to wear in church. And I wish I had pictures, but I don't. But some of them I do remember were like so 80s and so good. And I don't have them anymore, but oh, it was so fun. Um, and then I kind of did shows in high school um, in New Orleans. And then my school in Frederick didn't have any type of drama program. So I did local dinner theater. And I think I heard you ask someone, I don't know if it was Ben Nas, maybe if Way Off Broadway Dinner Theater was still around in Frederick. Um, it totally is. I haven't been there for a, over two decades, but that's where I kind of got the theater bug um, was doing local shows. Didn't you and do then, Joseph there? I did. I did do Joseph there. I did The King and I there. Um, Didn't I go I did, see Joseph? I think you came to see me doing Joseph in um, Theater on the Hill in Westminster, Maryland. Was that like later on, like after I was married I or, or before Russ? I don't remember nothing. I don't either. I, I'm, I'm really, I just have like some notes typed up so I can like kind of like jog my brain a little bit with where my life has gone. The hill, Jenny. What's that? I worked at Theater on the Hill. Yeah, so I did one summer there. I did that one show. I, I don't know if that was the one you came to or not, Maddie. I don't know. Um, but then when I started taking voice um, from Kathy Porter Borden and Frederick, she um, was like, all right, Jenny, if you're serious about this and I, I can see some potential here in your voice, you need to stop cheerleading. You need to like get serious on this and we can have voice lessons and get, get you into some shows and things like that. And she was really the... Um, the proponent for me to check out Shenandoah um, initially. Who was that? What's that? Who was that? Kathy Porter Borden, my voice teacher. She's still teaching? She actually just retired and she was like on a European tour living life. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, she just retired. So she, she took lessons from Dr. Og and she had said, you know, I really think that Dr. Og would be a great fit for you. And so... Let's go there. And I think she she drove me to my audition, I think, even, um, and kind of coached me through some things. And Mike King took from Kathy Porter Borden as well. And him and I would do vocal recitals together when he was a senior. I was a um, junior. Um, and so I was like, ooh, Mike King, I'm going to go to Shenandoah and I'm going to be a Mike King's best friend. Um, and so it kind of got me to Shenandoah. Um, so I knew somebody at least, which was pretty cool. Is Mike still in Frederick? Um, he was. He had opened up a fantastic restaurant in downtown Frederick um, where he was the owner and executive chef. And then I think he gave that up um, to do to just to be at home more. I haven't seen him in several years, but um, man, he was he was an excellent chef. He probably is still cooking somewhere. I just don't know where. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Ross and I used to go into his restaurant quite a bit and um, get to visit with him and catch up with him. And that was, that was always pretty cool. Yeah. 
So we, um, let's go back to before Shenandoah. So did you do any performing at all in your schools and plays and stuff? Um, so just like chorus stuff, um, when I was in New Orleans, um, I, I was, well, actually I was, I played Tup Tim in The King and I, and my brother who had no kind of performance background at all played The King. And so that was pretty fun to be on the stage with him. Um, he did a fantastic job for not knowing what he was doing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if we watched it now, we'd be like, oh my God, that's awful. <laughs> but anyway, we thought we were, we were, you know, hot stuff, but, um, and then my junior and senior year when I was up here like I said there we didn't have a program at my school so I did I think I did like you know third nun from the back row in um sound of music at the way off Broadway dinner theater and uh what else did I do so that I did was some your... like children's shows there too which was super fun because then you got to act like an idiot and, right you, know, so you were already sort of working at other theaters before you even went to Shandoah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not for long, you know, for like, I wouldn't call myself uh, a pro by any, by any uh, sense of the word at all. Um, but I got my feet wet a little bit and I knew that this was something that I really, really enjoyed doing. Um, and it scared me a lot, right. Going to Shenandoah. I think the first, the first uh, show that I saw at Shenandoah was I believe Sweeney Todd. And I do remember sitting in that auditorium and going, oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. There's no way I can be this good. That, right. Like when I saw Joe, I think Joe Anderson, right? Didn't he yeah. play? And Lee, yep. his wife, and yep. I think Kate Neeland. And yep. um, when I saw them, I was like, ah, I think I'm in the wrong place. I think I need to go to community college. Right. I should play uh, a beauty school. <laughs> right. Can I change my mind? Because there is no way that I can do this at all. They were so good. And I think I saw like when Music Theater Ensemble, when they did, um, what is that meant? Colored Lights. No, that was my one person show. What was that from? Um, world and the World round. Goes Round. Yep. When I saw all of them suckers doing that, I was like, Oh, I just want to be like them. I, like I was so scared I was going to get that talk sophomore year, um, to say, "All right, good try, but you got to go someplace else." Um, I was. I, I think that. I was. <laughs> what? I, think I was nervous about that until I graduated. That's some people got. I totally forgot that that was a thing. Oh yeah, I got to talk every week. <laughs> I got In to talk class. after every scene study. <laughs> Well, Jenny, the same thing with me. I think every year when the, the the welcome back show would happen, there was like a welcome back show, like in you know late August or something from the fraternity, and I was always like, "Holy crap, this is so good!" Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's must have been what I saw because music theater ensemble. We didn't do shows until like mid year, right? It must have been the welcome back Alpha Psi show. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I just remember classes scared the crap out of yet, me. having this like little meet and greet, and then you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, somebody's singing this duet from Chess." Yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever. Yes. <laughs> um, what, what was your first show that you were cast in at SU? 
Um, first semester, I got cast as the Holly seller in Cricket on the Hearth. Oh, I was the stage manager for Cricket on the Hearth. Yeah, so I got to come in like every couple of like in between scenes and just be like, Holly, mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that was the first semester. And I I think I did a show every semester, maybe maybe didn't get cast one or two semesters. Um but got to got to play around a lot. So that was good. There was there was something so magical, even you just saying the word cricket on the heart. There was something so strangely mystical, magical about just going into that studio theater space and rehearsing and doing something. The light booth was up there in the corner, that backstage mm -hmm. area that was so crazy with all the props. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Was the backstage signed all over the place? People's names and stuff. Is that yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. man shows, one person shows would, would be yeah. the theater. Yeah. But I now, did a lot of uh, crewing for one person shows and like ironing pants. I remember Matt Sawyer, I was, uh, I crewed his one person show and he, you know, he was in the military, Mar I think Marine Corps. I, I hope I'm right with that. Um, Correct. I do remember him making me <laughs> iron his Marine Corps pants and he was a stickler about those lines and those pants. And I was like, oh my God. And I was scared of him anyway, right? Because he was, you know, when you're, when you're, when you go and the seniors are there, they're just like three years older than you. But somehow I felt like all these guys were like 38, you know, and like so much older, but like they're my age now. So it's like, that's not a thing, but I was still so intimidated by, by some of them. And, um, I do remember ironing pants for that one person show for hours. It's so fun. Um, Go ahead. Are you being facetious? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> do you, did you ever stay? I can't remember. Did you ever stay for summer theater? I think I did two summers. Um, towards I think my senior year I stayed that what might have been my first summer and then I came back wait was um, Cinderella a summer yes Cinderella and Greece I was Laura's understudy in Greece um and then and the chorus for that and then um hold on a second and then Cinderella was after that I think um which was awesome you want to hear something funny I remember sitting in I don't know if it was a reading or some type of uh, meeting about that show and someone said well we don't have glass sip slippers yet we're having a hard time finding something to use for that and someone said well well what size shoe do you wear and I said an eight and <laughs> Mr. Herman goes uh, that's not a very feminine shoe size <laughs> it's like dang oh my god <laughs> like, go. okay oh, how? I was like um all right then that that's stuck in there but um and then doing cinderella because it was i so did short. yeah cinderella was fantastic i the thing i remember most about that was i think that something got started there that probably continues today that has spread around through all of us going on to different shows and places and cities and states is annie Cerrone and maggie were the stepsisters you guys remember how fantastic they were in that? Yeah. Um, and there was the first, I think the opening scene of the show where Cinderella has all of these boxes that she's carrying for them and the stepmother. And 
every single night they would come up behind me and smack the crap out of my chest because <laughs> like, I couldn't move. I was full of props. And so I had big handprints on, on my tatas and they would just start cracking up laughing and then we'd go out and do our thing. And so then it became this game, right? Where anytime you could smack someone right in the tatas, you just did it and you ran. And I, I don't know, that, I, that sticks out to me about that show. Um, More than the show. Probably, yeah. And then Ben and I, Ben Franklin and I having to go and have lunch with all of the little kiddos and you know they're kind of looking at me like yeah you've got a size eight foot are you really cinderella you look like a dude uh, i don't know <laughs> it's not a very feminine shoe size how about we put her in boots cut off the heel <laughs> yeah so that was that was pretty fun um that they made us do that that was pretty cool but who was your voice teacher og 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 yeah dr og but you know i I kind of have this memory that I was first assigned to Donna Goldstrand and I was like, Oh, I don't know who she is. And like, I freaked out. I don't know how it, how it worked, but I think I went to Dr. Og and I was like, I was supposed to be with you. And then it got switched around, but um, Dr. Og was fantastic. I, um, she, she really took me to another level um, that I didn't, I didn't see possible within myself and she was so encouraging, but yet tough, but yet kind. Um, and it was, uh, it was a good fit. We were a good fit together. I feel bad that I didn't know her better than I did. All I, and I've told this before listeners, I apologize, but I, I took IPA from her. (laughs) Not India pale ale. No, but international (laughs) phonetics alphabet. And I just always to this day quote, you don't sing Billy, you sing Billy. I'm like, that that sounds like just like her. Right. Yeah. That does not sound like Billy. <laughs> Billy. You don't sing Billy, you sing Billy. Oh, that's, yeah, that sounds just like her. I was, um, I was able to go back to Shenandoah and sing for her. Um, oh, man, I wish I knew what it was for, but it was for... Um, either her birthday or an anniversary of some sort at Shenandoah. Cause she had like a, a big milestone there. And so she had um, some of her students from when she first started there come and do like a, a show for her. And I got to sing for her. I think Steven, you helped me pick out a song for that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, what was from... it? Oh, did I pick? Oh God. Was it a song from like, um, was it William Jeez. Finn? Was it like elegies or something? It was elegies. Anytime, yeah. anytime. anytime. Yes, yes. Anytime you left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You helped me pick that out, and um, and I did that. And she was like, "Well," because <laughs> she, she was all about me singing opera stuff, you know. And and that one is not. And well, Jenny, I didn't know you had that in you. <laughs> I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment or a big smack in my face. Oh. No, but she was great. She was great. Well, you know what? That's a big conversation to have. Let's have it. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Because in all of our disciplines, you know, you would go to your dance, you would go to your voice, you would go to your your, uh, acting stuff. And all of it was really meant to, I assumed, was meant for you to find yourself in your career, not based on 
well, you should be singing opera or you should be dancing the ballet or you should mm-hmm. be doing, it was all, I felt like that happened a lot. We were kind of in that sort of weird uh, gray area where belting was first like kind of like a little taboo of like, oh no, you don't want to belt. Right, right. And You'll blow yourself you out. Are, with these people in the business still that are screeching out, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're doing it. Yeah. But, but yet it was kind of like, I mean, I think William Finn's elegy, he wrote a new brain and whatever. I think his music is beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, that's what Jackson Sheets was. I would, here I am, uh, raspy Rasputin. And I would go into Jackson Sheets' studio and he would try to like, you know, make me into some sort of like opera singer. Well, yeah, that didn't turn out well. He didn't meet you where you were at, right? Exactly. And I think because now I, I teach a lot, I think now <clears throat> when I'm meeting my kids on any level, not just piano, I coach some kids. I'm kind of like that guy working with one kid on video games. And mm-hmm. I try to reach them on their level because... I can't make them be what I am. Well, that's a mark of a good teacher, Matt. So, you know, well, I tell kudos to you. I tell every parent that comes into my life, I have a new student starting on Wednesday and I tell the parents, I'm like, just to let you know, I am the student in this room and I'm going to learn how to teach your kid in what windows they operate in because people do not learn the same way. And if mm-hmm. you want to take your kid to the Levine School of Music, feel free. <laughs> but I am not that person because I will not make someone feel bad in the arts. Right. I am not going to look at a kid and say, your foot size is too big. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. That was horrible. Well, we talked about this a little bit. I'm not going to make this about me. But on a couple of podcasts, you know, I've sort of talked about like how I felt like I was sort of maneuvering through school by myself because I don't think many people really knew or saw really much potential in me because I wasn't the lead but I kind of looked like I could have been the lead mm-hmm. and I did you know I, I fell in the cracks of all this stuff and thank goodness I kind of just used it as a way for me to um you know, learn for myself who I am. Right. And I think that probably shaped all of the things that you are doing now in your career um, because you touch so many aspects um, of performance, um, whether it be music, dance, acting, improvisation, being the funny guy. um, You know, I think maybe in hindsight, maybe that helped you to develop all of these different aspects as you were trying to figure it out. you know yeah and I also was a little bit older I I didn't start there Mm -hmm. till I was 23 so I had a little bit of a different outlook because I knew that where I was raised in Stephen City I really didn't have a future in 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 anything artistic sense right gotcha Mm -hmm. um anyway so I remember the I can still remember the cute house that you lived in I on like one of the Loudon streets or Cameron Street. Yeah, Jermaine. Yes. Wow. Great memory. Ooh, West Jermaine Street. That. It was Jermaine because I always thought Jermaine Jackson. 
<laughs> Did you stalk me and Jenny? No, it, I, I was at Jenny's house as I guessed. You were? Yes, yeah, she dyed my hair with the sheets bag. I did. Yes, I did. And it looked so good. You know what? I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. that that's a story. That's Listen, a story. that was a sheets bag and a plastic fork. And Listen, you came out looking good. You pulled the you. hair out and gave him tips. Let me yes, I did. You, I bought a hair highlighting kit because it was the 90s from the Walmart on <laughs> discount. And it was on <laughs> discount because it did not have a cap nor a comb. <laughs> so I said, well, shit. Jenny was going to help me dye my hair, and she said, we get you, we're just going to get a sheets bag and a plastic fork. <laughs> I and think it worked. that sheets logo dyed your hair, not the actual dye. I, I did have a little red in there from the sheets. My question is this. Did somebody get that and just take the cap and the comb, and then they just put it back there's on a, sale? There's a story there. Yeah. I think they got cold feet and took it back. Yeah. Right. We yeah. should write a play about it. And they left that bag at home. And a, and a comb for their lives. Right. Yeah, they love that bag at home. So if Stephen, if you, if you, um, Jermaine, Stephen and Ryan, maybe you both know this answer. Yeah. What was me and Jenny's culinary expertise in making in the kitchen? Spinach dip. Do you remember? <gasps> water, the water, water chestnuts. chestnuts. Yep, totally. <laughs> we would go, was it Noor's? Nors. Yes. Yeah. We would get that Noor's packet. I would make that spinach dip like I was, um, a chef, uh, yep. like my king, my king yep. chef. You could have been. That spinach dip was delicious. I've been. I gonna open up my own store called Spinach Dippery. <laughs> I still make it. Do you? I to you. Yes, I do. I love that crap. I think about you every time. You know, I still have a picture of you in my desk at work, of um, <laughs> near the trash been... can. <laughs> no, it's put up in my office, and it makes me smile every single day. And oh it's you, God. and you put on those, the I don't know what you call these um, in the Jewish culture, but the filler on the roof curls, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you put those on, and then you blacked out your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, I think this was during Greece, because you had on a Hawaiian shirt, and you made your crazy, like, cross-eyed face, like, meh, and... I took a photo and I have it up. I, that's the photo you have up of it? Yes. It's oh fantastic. I love it. <laughs> the best. You know what? I, I remember exactly what that photo looks like. When I get to my office on Wednesday, I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you so you have it. That was my audition for SNL. <laughs> they should have accepted you right away. I don't yeah, know. That character's name was Louie. That was a uh, that was an audition for Shenandoah Night Live. Is that correct? Yeah, Shenandoah Night Live. <laughs> yeah, in the student center. In the student center. Oh yeah. Oh my god. stuff. Do you remember when we drove to go see? Um, I don't think we. I don't think we rode together necessarily, but maybe we did. Didn't we see a falling star one night driving home from Jekyll and Hyde? Yes, we did. Where did we go, where did we go see that? In Pennsylvania? Hershey. Hershey. Yeah. And I think we were driving home, and I don't know why I remember this, but we saw a falling star. Oh. And it was like this 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 night of like, oh, we drove and went and saw a show in a real car. And we we're grown up. We are so grown. We are so grown. I think I can pay my taxes. Grown ass people going to see a show for real. Did you catch it and put it in your pocket? I still we have did. it. 
I still have it. I have um, some dust from it. Um, did you? Now, I'm, I don't mean I don't mean to say did you because we all had different like things, but I know that at some point in the end of the year of your senior year at Shenandoah, you get to this place where you feel like you're you're not a very good human being if you don't talk about New York City. <laughs> and the goal was like, well, are you, are, are you moving to Chicago? Are you moving to New York? What are you going to do with your life? You're now an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I had that. And it lasted about a month. <laughs> People always ask me if I was going to be to Reno. It was always so strange. Reno? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think, honestly, I would have been uh, more suited for Branson. <laughs> Branson. Branson. Is there you go. <laughs> I think that's probably where I missed my calling to, like, they do good my... stuff. I know. I could have, like, made my fame and fortune in Branson. Um, you could have been in the Sandy Patty Follies. You heard me? I mean, really. I, I should have done streak. that. Who's that guy? The streak? So um, the, the streak. streak. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah I did. I did feel that pressure to, like, do something, right? We all do, because that's what we went to school for. Um, Christina Molinari uh, and I went to, I think she touched on this maybe in, when you guys talked to her. We went to New York for a little while and uh, did the auditioning thing. I, I want to say, I feel like we were there, honestly, for like six months, but we were probably there for like three weeks. I really don't know. But we lived on an air mattress in her aunt's basement and would get our little backstages, circle the auditions we were going to. We'd pack up our little lunch. We'd get on the train. We'd be like, all right, I'll see you later. She would go to some dance auditions. I would go to some, you know, I don't know what auditions. And uh, <clears throat> we did that for a little while. And I think after that experience, I knew, number one, that maybe the New York life was not for me. And number two, that if I could live in a very small space on an air mattress with, with Christina for a, a month or so, that we were going to be tight for the rest of our lives. So both of those came true. I knew I knew New York was not the place that I wanted to be. Um, maybe I didn't give it a good enough shot because I do love the city and I love the shows. And um, I just don't think I had the, the guts, honestly, to, to go from audition to audition with the rejection um, for a long time. I, didn't, I don't think my continents could have handled that. Is that the right word? I don't know. Um, I, I never like went to New York to like audition and live because I just started getting jobs out of college in DC. And I was like, well, F mm. that. But right, why bother? I did do a workshop for a week in New York. And the, the moment I decided I never wanted to live in New York was on the way to rehearsal when a rat ran over my boot. <laughs> and I just said, oh, no, no, no. You're no. Like, oh, uh, uh. No, 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 this is dirty. We're good. We're good back in, in DC. Where the rats stay where they're supposed to. In the Senate and in the House. Right. right. Oh, boom, boom. Yeah. So, Jen, you, do you, what, what happened here in Washington? I know that we lived kind of side by side for a hot second when you were here, when you were here in Fairlington. You know, the other day, true story, me and Stephen were taking a little hike through the neighborhood because we do that because, you know, co during COVID, I was snacking a little. We got to burn off the cake. I was snacking a little, <laughs> and I'm not even going to apologize for it. Don't, um, don't. But we we walked by your your place when you were living in the basement kind of thing, <laughs> and we stopped like, oh my gosh, it's the Soto House. Yeah, yeah, I totally lived in a basement in Shirlington. Uh, well, really, I didn't live there. I lived with you guys. Um, I just went there to sleep. Um, yeah. yeah, 
that uh, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. That was um, after college and and doing local theater for several years, and then realizing, uh, you know, I don't know if this is going to like take off for me. Um, then I went back to school, right, and I went got event management degree and studied corporate etiquette and protocol. I don't even know what that is, but I, I where did you do that? <laughs> at the Washington um, Corporate Etiquette and Protocol School. No, Protocol School of Washington. There it is. That's the name of it. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I remember that. Yeah. And the the uh, teacher of that was Liv Tyler's grandmother. Oh, wow. So yeah. Like Steve Tyler's yeah. mom? Yeah. Uh, well, I think mother-in-law. Oh, gotcha. Mother-in-law. Um. So, so that was fun. That was interesting. Um, I didn't, I didn't really do too much with that either. So that's cool. Um, but then I somehow I got into the trade show industry and did some rather large size trade industries and traveled a bit for that. Um, and then at that time, that's when I was uh, living in Shirlington. And then Matt, I mean, I got to work with you and Steven and Ryan on some of your baby projects and workshop some of your compositions that you were working on. And then, um, I mean, you really opened up some doors for me in that area to perform. Um, <laughs> right. The... Ryan you did. Said, Ryan you... just said, Maz. <laughs> Maz we were, yes, we were team B, Ryan. I thought um, the king of pizza was cute. That was cute. I started before he begged on her, on her career. Now she's on Broadway and Parade. I know she is. And you know what? She goes to see my hairdresser when she's in Frederick. Oh my gosh. Um, I know where you get your hair done, girl. <laughs> I know. I know. She was so funny. She's so talented. So, anyway, but yeah, so you, you got me to sing at the Kennedy Center doing page to stage, right? We did some Nevermore there. And um, I got to sing at some um, major league professional basketball, not major league. Yeah. Baseball games. Um Doing some you anthems. Got, you got to understudy. You and Ryan both understudied Nevermore, right? Yes, I understudied Miss Jacqueline Perot. Oh my gosh! Talk about nerve wracking. Good God! Nevermore just closed um, in Baltimore a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic! Dude, I had such a great time though, being able to run that. We basically did that show every week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Understudies. Yeah. We did it a lot in, in their backyard. Um, the show. In the backyard. <laughs> we did. We did. We were going to be ready. And then Jackie had to leave, actually, closing weekend. Do you remember? And I had to go on. You closed the show. I did close the show. And I probably pooped my pants several times <laughs> getting ready for that. I was so nervous because I think, honestly, um, doing something that meant so much to you and to Steven and to Ryan and like you guys were my people at the time. I mean, you still are, but we don't see each other that much, you know? And so I was so nervous because I did not want to screw it up for you. And I, I can't remember much about the show. I think I was just in this like phase of like anxiety and adrenaline that I really, it was a big blur for 72 hours, but I do remember the first night and I think I shared with this with you um, a while ago, that first note that you wrote for that show that Al Jackie Almira, said. right, was so big. And if you didn't get it, like, 
the whole rest of the show is going to be like, oh my gosh, I really screwed that first second up. And I was so nervous. And I think like the, the emotion for that was like a strong point out to the front. My hand was shaking so bad that it looked like I was like fanning myself. I was so nervous. Um, <clears throat> but we made it through. I think there was like one mishap where my dress got stuck in the, in the boards of the stage and the guy playing Poe, like just un undid it, got me back up on my feet and, and the show went on. But um, uh, uh, Jackie's first thing was like, and much of madness and more of rain and horror the soul of <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know what she said to me in rehearsal? She said, Hey, Matt, can you raise my part up a third? She said, can you raise my part a third? It was already up there, but she the reason that note, those notes were there is because she wanted to hire. I need to have a little chit-chat with her. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yes, all of the, we must have did, what, like six years at the Kennedy Center? Every Labor Day, we would do like the music of Matt, and yeah. there was the, there was the year that we did that with Michael John Lacusa's stuff, and yeah, it was usually <laughs> you, Stephen, sometimes Kurt Boehm, Alicia, mm -hmm. Alicia yeah. sometimes Kara. That was good stuff. That we we didn't even know that we were even having a good time there. We were just doing it. I know, I know. And looking back, I'm like, look at that. Look at those opportunities you gave me. So thank you for that. That was and fantastic. Then, then me and Steven got the phone call. What? Matt, I have got myself a dog. <laughs> Wasn't that a good phone call? His name is Oscar. <laughs> and I and I said, Jenny, look, I know you're you seem nervous about this dog because you seem nervous about the dog. I said, look, if you in three days don't feel like you can take care of that dog, just bring it to my house. What I do. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> I brought it to y'all. But what's funny is rewind here because I know I was working at the dog daycare facility at the time. And we were talking about you wanted to get a dog. And you were like, what kind of a dog is like low maintenance and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, get a pug. Because I would go to this place in D.C. and work in this open yard full of 40 some dogs. And the pugs would be in the corner in the shade, like judging everybody and not <laughs> running around. And I was like, those are the dogs that like are for me. And that like the second you asked, I said, get a pug. And yeah. then Oscar comes around. We changed his name. Why you we change his name, Steven? Because he sat. One of the first things he did. <laughs> he sat like Buddha. He sat on the couch, put his leaned his back and his belly stuck out. And I said, he looks like a Buddha. He was so cute. He was so cute. And I am so grateful. And I think everybody in y'all's life is grateful that I, uh, I, I gave him up for adoption. Um, because he, that dog touched a lot of people's lives. Let me tell you. He was a mascot. Well, now we got two more. I know. Super cute. And now they've got their own TikTok page. <clears throat> Thank you, Jenny Soto Benson, for that. Thank you, Jenny Soto Benson. That's right. You're welcome. Now, You're welcome. Here's, a, here's a fun connection of Connect the Dots here. Since you understudied Jackie Pirro, mm -hmm. is that so because of you, we had Buddha, who was the love of our life for 13 years. And then no. uh, he passed. And I've I never, I've never to this day felt such a sense of loss when that dog died. Yeah. 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 It, it was it was the weirdest sorrow I've ever felt. I called my mom and I actually thought I was going to like 
need professional help. I could not wrap, wrap my head around the death of the dog. Dude, I get it. We just had one, her name was Rue and she was 16 and she just passed away last March. And I, I get it. It is not, it is not fun. It so, is sad. Fast forward to, um, P.S. When I sit on the couch now, I also look like Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's uh, he he passed on a Monday during the run of a show, like a good theater dog. He 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 did it on my day off, so I didn't have to go do a show. Um, how sweet of him! Yeah, he's I know. kind like that. He was. Mm-hmm. So, I get a call. I was doing a show at Arena Stage, and Jackie Perot calls so, you. So you had to park in this parking garage. It was like a block and a half away, and you don't get cell service down in Arena. So you literally have like a five minute span so i could have missed this call i could have you know forgotten to call her back whatever jackie perot calls me and she said stevie i'm i'm so sorry i'm really bad at facebook but i went on and is it true that buddha died and i just of course it was so fresh i started bawling i was like yeah jackie and she said oh my god and buddha became really close with her dog uh when Buddha Bailey. was a, Bailey, when Buddha was a puppy, Bailey was also young, and Buddha inherited some of Bailey's like puppy bags <laughs> and stuff. And so they they were One friends. One of them came from Little Orphan Annie on Broadway. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, we had Andrea McCardle's uh, dog, dog bag. bag. Yeah. That Buddha went around in. That uh, famous Andrea little gave, dog. Andrea gave to Jackie, and Jackie gave to us. We sold it for a half a million dollars. We did not. Um, <laughs> uh, we did anyway, not. Jackie said. We just lost Bailey. I mean, I know how you and Matt are. You're like me and Petey. We're not having kids. These are our kids. Petey and almost and I almost killed each other over grief and yeah. stress. She said, I know you don't want to hear this right now. You've got to get another. You two need kids to take care of. And this, you, you're the best dog dads. You've got to get another. I was like, yeah. Jackie, I got to go put my mascara on for this. <laughs> this I got to go put my wig on, girl. I got I to go. And so I went down and it's, I was doing Oliver and, you know, as you know, if you're an adult in Oliver, nine out of 10, you got about a half an hour till you got to get dressed and do anything. Right. 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 Cause it's all about them damn kids for the first Yeah, half I think hour. I did a whole coloring book when we did Oliver and SSMT. Oh yeah. You, you don't do shit forever. So <clears throat> no, I was down in the dressing room and I logged into the, the computer's Wi-Fi and I was like, I don't know how, do, how much do pugs even cost these days? <laughs> It's been 13 years. I don't know. I probably can't afford it. So I just said, pugs for sale, DMV area. And all this shit came up. And I was like, I don't know, random. And I pressed something. And it came up and it said, Buddha is having a litter. (gasps) So I was like, what the fuck? And it wasn't his litter, actually. It was Buddha was the name of the sire dog that was the founder of all the dogs. So, so our dog's grandfather was named Buddha. Buddha. Oh, look at that. And, and so that we came, saw it was a sign from Jesus. And that came yeah. from Jackie Perot, basically. So the link that you two have there is, is fun too. And then, um, of course, it was like the, the father of these two boys was named Darth Vader, which is just too funny. Um, so they have the same daddy and two different mommies. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, there's. I just wanted to basically thank you for Jackie, Jenny. Thank you for pugs in our life because our life would mean nothing without pugs. So, oh, I'm so glad it worked out and that you guys were like 
bring him to me. I felt so bad leaving that cute little dude at home. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't like leave this dog in a crate all day, you know? And then I do remember dropping him off and I was so sad because he was so cute when he was little. And I mean, even as he grew, he was so cute, but it just warmed my heart that you guys had him. And I, you know, every time I'd come to visit, it was, you know, he'd run up to me and lick you all over and snort and stuff. And he was, he was awesome. I'm just so glad it worked out that you guys could, could take him. I don't know if you know this, but one time it was during the Iraq war, we had the Washington Post on the ground so he could poop. And there was a big map of Iraq. And he dropped a bomb on it. And he dropped a bunch of turds on it. And we said, oh, my God, Buddha is bombing Iraq. (laughs) The first night that he came to to live with us, you know, we had that little crate that you got and everything. And we said, we're going to be good about this. He is going to stay in that crate and sleep tonight. That's right, mister. And we got into bed and we heard. We laid there and we looked at each other and we were like, Out he I comes. can't do this. I can't, he's got to come up. Out he comes. And then when we moved, we pulled out our bed and we found a graveyard of turds. <laughs> we had this, we it had one of turd those, cemetery. we had one of those beds that you had to like step <laughs> up into, you know, I and smell the, the caca in your we bed. did not because it had like a very heavy skirt around the bed. And it, it just, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was my knees. Steven, like, and the rat freaked you out in New York and you I, were living I sleeping on turds. My knees. Listen, anything that cute, <laughs> the turds are cute too, but a rat is not cute. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I think this really just speaks how well the room was ventilated. Yeah. Right, right. Good stuff. Um, or that you guys can't smell. That's possible. <laughs> like I said, I thought there was a good chance it was my knees. Oh, you know Matt can smell. He always smelled so good, right? Wearing his curve. That's right. Oh, <laughs> I smell the nineties. Yes, I smell success. Yes, yes, you smell good. Um, so Jen, we're gonna wrap this up in the next, you know, little bit because we usually like for things to be like no more than an hour. I got you. So let, let's just talk about now. You are you have you've moved back to Frederick. Yeah, I'm I'm actually about 30 minutes north of Frederick in a very small town of Emmitsburg, Maryland. Um, but close to Frederick. Uh yeah, so that's where I am now with my husband Russ and my daughter Millie, who's 14, about to start high school next year. Well, oh in a couple God. of and about in a couple take of weeks. Piano lessons. Yes, yes, I, she is excited about that. Um to start piano with you, Matt. Hopefully that can work out here pretty soon and oh, wow. Yeah. And so she's, yeah, she starts high school in about, I don't know, seven weeks or so. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for all that, but we're just gonna, we're gonna give it a go. I don't have a choice, right? I just tell myself just, yeah, still singing. I sing at my church every Sunday and um, uh, I'm in a cover band doing some songs that Dr. Og would really slap me over, but it's okay. It's cool. Um, That was on my bucket list to, to be in a band. So I'm singing in a band right now. And um it's not an opera band. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you know, singing some like heart and you know Adele nice. and uh, some good old stuff like that. What Super is, fun. What is the heart stuff that you sing? Because I'd love to hear you sing that. Uh, alone. Oh God! Yeah, I bet you kill that. That's one of the songs. We also do some um, "Rolling in the Deep," Adele. 
Nice. Uh, we got some. What else we have in there? We got some Bon Jovi in there. We have some sticks. Um, Ryan you guys, Williams. You guys remember? Rehearse or you just kind of now just show up and do it? Uh, we rehearse. Like the the guys in the band, um, they all have other side jobs. Um, our bass player, he is a musician for a living, and he's in a couple of different groups. So it doesn't take a lot of my time. Um, we rehearse probably a couple weeks before a gig and then we go and we sing for a couple hours. I make a couple bucks and then I go home and take off my blingy earrings and kiss my kid goodnight and, you know, to call it a day. Now, um, I'm not trying to rewind to the past, but I did want to bring up two different things. You um, sang, I know we have the CD somewhere. You sang on a new musical called like Andrew something. Andrew Michael. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about that briefly. And then also you did an album that we loved. Which one? The Lullaby album? It wasn't the Lullaby. It was the, the one where you sang I'm All Right, the country song. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to I'm going to send you guys the new one that I just did for my parents. Oh, please um, do. I will. I will send that to you. Um, I <clears throat> what is that? That has some good ones on it, too. Um, but yeah, what do you want to know? What, no, what, I just remember, I remember you were the first friend of mine, at least, that I had in my hands a CD that they sang on. And I thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and it was so good. Um, that was the Andrew one. No, the, the, the one where she sang the country song and some of the other stuff. That was fun. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. That was like right after school. And I thought like... I needed a demo album, right? So uh, I I met up with this guy, Doug Benson, no relation to my husband. And he was the one who actually wrote Andrew Michael. His son, um, Drew, is um, autistic, severely autistic, nonverbal. Um, and he wrote a song, uh, he wrote a musical about him. And that show, um, I got to play the spirit of... Andrew Michael so I it was it was such a neat concept of a show um we just did it a couple places locally um and then recorded the the soundtrack for for Doug to have in his his library um and actually I have a <clears throat> excuse me I have a recording session with Doug tomorrow he wanted me to lay down some vocal tracks for him on another project that he's working on um but Andrew Michael was pretty cool um to do that and to raise some awareness um, and money for autism research and things like that. Um, and then the, the lullaby CD I did for a friend of mine whose daughter had this rare skin condition um, called EV. Um, that's the shortened term of it. But um, Joella is now 15 or 16 years old, which um, she's defying all odds. Um, but we did a CD, a lullaby CD for that. Um, and I, I don't know, I probably made a couple thousand copies and we sold that to raise money for um, just health supplies, bandages and ointments and doctor's visits and stuff. You know, when you have a child that has a disability like that and you just don't know what to do, like, I was like, what can I do? What can I do? And I'm like, I can't bring casseroles every week. Like, what's that going to do? You know, so I had people donate their time and Doug donated studio time we had musicians donate their time to lay down tracks and we worked on this thing and 
and raise some money for them. Um, so that I think that was like one of the most important projects that um, that I worked on that uh, made yeah. a difference, you know. Absolutely. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I really do think that, or at least in our lifetime, it, it seemed like musicals was all about entertainment and, you know, performing and whatnot and tickets. Mm -hmm. But it does feel like there's a lot more of sort of the arts being used to uh, bring awareness about so much. Sure, sure. And uh, and it's about encouraging people too, right? I think, you know, I don't get to, to put on the tap shoes every day, but I try. I really try to live my life one to glorify God and number two to be able to encourage bring joy to people bring laughter to people um, maybe sometimes tears to people through song and I really feel like if I don't use that gift that I I was so graciously given I don't want to lose it right so anytime anybody asks me to sing for a funeral or a wedding or a random cabaret or whatever if I can do it I will do it yeah. Because I just feel like that's the one thing that I can give to people that can bring joy. Yeah. I mean, I hope it brings joy to people, right? I mean, <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Um, there is Larry who sits in the back and nods his head. Or somebody's like, girl, your feet are too big. Stop singing. Um, <laughs> so I, I know for me, it's almost like feeling like uh, you have this um, duty of like a ministry of music. Yeah. Yeah, and I get to do that every Sunday with my praise team at church, and um, and that to me is like is that's my calling, right? I know that using my voice is what I'm supposed to do, and uh, so I try to do it as much as I can. And you know, maybe one day I'll actually make some money doing it. <laughs> I don't know, but if I don't, it's okay. It's okay because uh, if it brings joy to to just one person. Um, or, or brings them closer to God in some type of way, then I, I think my job is done. So. Which is kind of how you started out singing in church in those 80s outfits, right? Yes, yes. Singing some El Shaddai by Amy Grant. <laughs> El Shaddai! <laughs> oh my gosh, we're going to listen to it later. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, how is um, Mike and Becky? Oh, they're so good. They are so good. They talk about you guys all the time. I, you know, they used to come to see like all of the shows, right? And they loved everybody. They loved you and Steven and Ryan and Ben Nas and Ben Franklin and uh, Tracy and Christina. I guess all of you came well, to the house at some point. Is what you're saying, Jenny. Right. All of all of you. <laughs> uh, Annie, Shelley, right. Um, you all would come to the house, right? We, and do yep. laundry. And, and then they'd send us off with like grocery bags of stuff and uh, they, they're doing great. They, my dad is retired. My mom is still working. I don't know why. Um, but they're fantastic. I get to see them every Sunday. Um, we do family dinners every Sunday. So I, I can't, I cannot complain. Um, it's so great to have them close and, and still in my life in a big way. And, uh, they still they, in the same house. They're, they're still in the same house. So you could pop on over to Grayling Court anytime you wanted. They would be ecstatic. Yeah, I, walk, I walk through the front door and I, I think <laughs> I walk right into the living room. The kitchen's off to the right. Yes. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time on the sun porch. <laughs> you did? Oh, I don't know. It's, it was good. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing great. And, I, remember, uh, and I remember one time. I'm not going to bring this up. Oh, no. Is it the time. board game? Huh? Is it the board game we played that we shouldn't have? One time we we somebody pulled out this game. Mm. 
That was bad. And uh, we oh, played. Sorry. What game was it? It was a beautiful game called Therapy. Oh yeah, <laughs> from the nineteen seventies. Yeah, and it kind of went like this. I pull out a card and say, "Please tell Stephen what you think is wrong with him." <laughs> Why did we do that? We were all dramatic anyway. That was an awful idea. Well, it's kind of a great idea, I think. I mean, honestly, if you if you if we were to do this today, I mean, I know we're at different places, but like they they were just honest questions. You know, I know, but as nineteen year old dramatic people, not so good. Yeah. That's probably not true. so good. I need to apologize to anybody who played that game who I offended. I'm sorry. And from the bottom of my heart, please forgive me. <laughs> I told the truth. Well, I'm not sure. Probably. I don't know. I can't remember, but I feel like it was bad. I can't remember either. Um, well, Jenny, it was really great sorry. talking to you. Um, we always ask this question because we, when we started all this, it was kind of like COVID season. Is there, was there like a, a, a TV show? a series, a book. Um, What's your most recent like thing that you've been consuming? Go to that's just pop culture. Hmm. Um, well, I just finished reading Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Which is like super old, but I've never read it. And To Kill a Mockingbird. So I've, I've read both of those. Those are like two older books that I wanted to read that, you know, um, I just got on the Harry Potter train, like, you know, I don't know, decades late. So I'm on book five of that. Um, I'm not really like a reader because like after a couple of paragraphs, I'll like fall asleep and I'll be like, huh, I need to read that again because much has happened. Um, so I do a lot of consuming of audible books. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. And I love that. And then sometimes I'll like actually read along with someone reading to me. I don't know. So I don't fall asleep. But um, TV shows. Huh. I, I have like my go-tos and I think if you guys remember this about me in college, like I would always watch the same movies at night to fall asleep. Um, and I think in college it was like <laughs> Tommy Boy and Goonies. But um, now uh, the Big Bang Theory, which again, I got into probably 10 years too late. So I watched that in The Office. I just watched that after it closed, after it ended. Did you um, see the episode where they do Sweeney Todd? <laughs> Oh, I might have to watch that one tonight. Oh my gosh! Is that, and then that guy's cell phone goes off or something in the middle of the performance. <laughs> my and this one's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Who wrote this? And I, yeah, Ellie Kemper says, "Did you write this?" Like, oh, no, <laughs> who did? Who's oh that? <laughs> so good. It was so good. My favorite episode is Dinner Party. Where yes. they they go to Michael and Jan's and it becomes like this huge fight. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Is that where you see the small TV they have on the wall? Yeah, the plasma. Yes. Yeah. Wait, then they, then that one couple goes for ice cream, mm-hmm. and she like slams it against the car. <laughs> Angela, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Um, and then my daughter and I watched this show called Psych, which is also off the air. Um. Super funny. You guys would probably like it. Psych. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, I love that show. So good. Um, but that's it. That's it, really. I mean, I don't know if if, if I can stay awake long enough to watch shows, then then those are my go tos. You know, yeah. we we just currently started the uh, the sequel to Sex in the City, and just like that, mm-hmm. we... what's that like? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um. If you like Sex in the City, it's like, uh, is it trying too hard? 
it, oh it yeah, okay, all right. <clears throat> I sort of feel embarrassed when I'm watching it. Yeah, it's kind of like when your aunt was like really cool when you were young, yeah. and then and then you get older and you're like, God, she's freaking embarrassing. Like, <laughs> it's that's kind of what it's like. Oh, okay, so maybe I won't check it out. It's a little sad. I, I did like I did like the show, but maybe I won't check it out. I well, know. I like it every time Sarah Jessica Parker. It, it's you know it's on. I I've always felt like I will I can I feel like he, he's the carry. He's the carry. I got you. I, I got am. You. Yeah. No, I'm not. You're the carry. Oh, Stephen, <laughs> go back and. <laughs> you are fashionable, Matt. Come on. Take well, it. you're. It's all about the shoes. I have to agree though. I, every time Sarah Jessica Parker is on, I'm invested. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. When yes. it's any of the other characters, no, it, I just don't care. Yeah. Every time she comes back, I'm like, oh, it's your story. I love this. And I hate Miranda now. I hate Miranda. Now. I want to have Sarah's hair. Yeah. She's got good hair. She's got cute hair. So I think every I time I go to the salon, I'm bringing in a picture of, of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. And she's like, mm, Jenny, that's not going to work for you. I'm like, oh, dang it. All right. <laughs> Me and my big feet will get out of here. <laughs> I love you because your feet's too big. That's right. I'm going to write a kid's book. My feet are too big for glass slippers. <laughs> oh, crap. all right, friend. Anyway. Well, we love you. Uh, oh, is this over already? I love you guys too. We have so well, much more to talk about. I know we got so much to talk about. And you know what? I think this is maybe the grand finale of the SU alumni. Oh, wow! Lucky, so lucky for your audience. Tonight, <laughs> yes, comes down, and we are. Now, I think Stephen's now going to ask people to phone in and give us their juiciest, silliest theater story. Like of things that went wrong. Good stuff. Yeah. Like, remember that time? Remember when there was a rotisserie chicken in the casket in Big River? <laughs> remember that time I got slapped in a ta-ta and I was on stage? Remember the time Ryan felt? <laughs> Remember the time the set fell apart during Crazy for You? Uh, yeah, remember that time that my dress fell off during the little 50s number in the uh, music theater ensemble show and all the <laughs> girls had to dance with their arms on their hips holding their skirts together? Remember that, that time was... you played Yum Yum in the Mikado? Oh, please. What, what is with those eyes? Why did we do that? Oh, my god! I got pulled over wearing those eyes on the way home. That would not be acceptable today. No, no. Absolutely not. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. how embarrassing. It was acceptable then, but no. <laughs> no, you're probably right. You're probably right. You just get it. <laughs> that was awful. Oh, yum, yum. <laughs> oh, yum, the... yum. Oh, yum, yum. That goes to the top of my oh, list. <laughs> was that who? That was Kadishaw. Oh, Kadishaw. That was Sharon. Oh, that was Sharon Donovan. I know. Oh, my gosh. There's no, just so Sharon. much. Who's, who's it, saying it, that? It was Sharon. <laughs> Oh, I know. It was Sharon Donovan. <laughs> was it Sharon Donovan? No, no, it wasn't. I think it was Jenny. <laughs> Jenny? She walked in and said, oh, I know. I'm sorry. Ryan is cracking up laughing at my Jeanette Og perfection opera that I'm sure everyone is going to, like, their ears will bleed while listening. Y'all got me wheezing. Oh my god, this is done. This is we, done. We, we done gone off the rails here. <laughs> oh. All right, friend, we'll talk to you soon. 
I hope so. I love you guys. Love you too. Love you. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks so much, Jenny. That was so much fun. Oh my God, we laughed so hard. Um, and thank you for being our official last guest on season five of the Connor and Smith the show. show for the SU reunion season. Um, we will be doing one more uh, conversation between me, Matt, and Ryan uh, that's a wrap up of everything next week. Um, and we will be moving on to a new season called, well, I don't know if it's going to be called Theater Stories. That seems a little like on the nose, but maybe on the nose works for search engines. Who knows? So we're going to do Theater Stories. And in next week's wrap-up conversation of this season five, we'll do a little preview of some of our favorite uh, theater stories, some of which are SU-related, just to kind of tie the seasons together. But we are asking you all, my listeners, our listeners, where you are hearing this. Do you have a theater story of something that went wrong, something hysterical, something funny? Please reach out to me. There are several ways. A, we could try to schedule an interview. Scheduling can get a little dicey with us from now through the new year. B, you can record a voice note and send it to us. C, you can go on our Discord, the link of which is in our podcast notes, and use a little mini microphone, hold it down, and tell the story there. And then I can take that and put it into the podcast. We would love to hear any and all of your stories. We want to have a great time reliving these tragic yet hysterical moments on the stage. So... Thanks so much. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and TikTok, and Patreon. Um, under Connor and Smith, again, with an E-R. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. There is a Discord board. Please do check that out and leave us your favorite theater story. You can press the record button, or you can type it out, and then we, one of us will read it. Um, so thanks again Patreon sustaining members we love you thank you for all that you do and I, I know that you are enjoying our um, private videos and newsletters and everything every month um, we love making them for you and have way too much fun doing them so keep smiling keep shining knowing you can always count on me count on me for, for sure, sure. Oh, when friends are far get so, the hook alright so bye everybody we'll see you next week with a wrap up and preview of theater stories bye, bye.